Hello and welcome to part two of New Opportunities for Zimbabwean Businesses. Very interesting, Doc, and I think that those are words that will force all of us to look at ourselves a bit more uh, as we approach opportunities. Mr. Nyazungu, I want to now focus specifically at opportunities within the COVID and lockdown scenario. In an existing organization, whether it be amplified, the best car rental, or M&J, an already existing established opportunity, where are the big opportunities at the moment? Um, how do you use the current climate to our advantage? Uh, thank you very much, Tendai. I, I think uh, there are actually a lot of opportunities currently, because if you look at it, uh, there are actually large organizations some large of large organizations have kind of uh, they've reduced the way they used to operate they've uh, subsidized their operations so it's the time for small players to actually come in and fill those gaps like for example i'll take it for example like the grand ground seat liner yes it's not good for the economy there are many people who are employed by that company in south africa but it's a chance for, 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 for other bus operators. Soon after COVID, they will have to fill in, in those shoes, like those big shoes which are being filled by uh, your ground and your city liner. So this is an opportunity in the bus industry. Like in the airline industry, we've got the giants like Virgin Airlines, they've quit. It means it's a chance also for small players. If in, in the, even in the food industry, like currently, during lockdown, uh, most of the business, are, they're, they're actually down and they're not operating. It's a chance for the small player to actually come in. But there's no way you are going to fill in those shoes without investing into a business system. Because people specifically buy because of a business system. And I actually liked what Dr. Matsika said, to say it's all about the mindset. It always starts in the mind. Like even what Mr. Maseri said, that you should identify an opportunity. There is no way you are going to identify an opportunity if you are busy blaming others. I just say to you guys, let us, let us quit blaming our, our, our background. Let us quit blaming the government. Let us quit even blaming the opposition parties. Let us quit blaming other even your parents are like Dr. Masiko was saying, even we are failing because of Gogoningi, which I believe if those people are really powerful, why can't they also be which old big brands like Econet? We should actually change our mindsets. Do you think that our doctors, Strive Masiwa, in their families, they, are, they, they don't have old people? I believe they are there. But he has got to, he changed his mentality. So I believe everyone should actually change the mindset before, because you are not, many people are not even applying for jobs. I think, Tendai, you know, we don't want to recruit as many people, we want to recruit as many people this month, but we are failing because people are not even sending their CVs. They believe that there are no, there are no opportunities, it's lockdown. There is even someone who is saying, if you ask for, the, for, for your money, they will tell you this funny reason. It's during lockdown. 
I'll give you money after lockdown. Or I'm broke because of lockdown. Some have even, uh, COVID-19 is now a reason for them not to perform. <laughs> yeah. They now blame COVID-19 for their failures. Your business account was on zero balance before COVID appeared in China. So why do you think it will have a million right now? That's the question you are supposed to ask yourself. So I believe that even if I check, the best calendar wasn't started with any capital. I believe that even if the good talk is going to confirm even amplified, wasn't started with any money. MNJ was started with a $40 laptop. But you are busy saying if I find a loan, if I find someone who can give me a loan, I'll start a business. Come on. Wake up. Smell the coffee. This is the real time to actually make money. Whilst the people are crying, at MNJ we're actually saying we're going to recruit as many people as we can during this lockdown. Because the job which is now there, the targets which are there, they now need more hands. So let us quit blaming other people. Let us quit. If someone is successful, if someone buys his own Ferrari, his own Lamborghini, someone chose to live the way he wants, you start saying Akaba, you start saying Aninyoka, like doctor was saying, you start saying he's close to the powerful people. That is what is stopping our guys from actually developing. Let us behave like what the Americans do. They are up there. They are the most powerful country in the world because there is a country of sales and marketing people. We haven't even invested in ourselves and marketing as a country. That's why it is even hard for us to be actually recognized in the world. Look, small countries, as small as Japan, they are powerful because it is a land of source people. They know how to sell brand to Japan. So let us get out, guys. We should learn the skill of actually developing our mindset. Check on your phone book. I want you to actually delete some of the people who are in your phone book. Because they won't help you, they'll just pull you down. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Mr. Nyazungu. And I'm going to come to you, Mr. Masere. We've heard how some of the bigger players can take advantage of the situation, but not everyone has the capacity at the present moment, say, to fill in where a greyhound has left a gap. For the smaller players, for the individuals, where do their opportunities lie in this situation? All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Tendai. Um, like I told you earlier, yeah, um, the, the process is still the same because it's all about looking for the gaps that are there in terms of uh, what people want and what people are not getting. And then you, you, you provide that. For the smaller companies, what they should do, I think um, invest in a, uh, online marketing at the moment. People are home. People are sitting there. And these are companies that are already operating. So you need people to start thinking about you. You need to fill their mind with your brand. You need them to start thinking about uh, MNJ. 
So what you do is MNJ, you reach out to as many people as possible. And when you do that, if someone is going to think about incumbent registration, where is it going to go? Obviously MNJ. That way you are leveling the, 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 the playing field with these big clients because the marketing budget for online is, is, is a bit limited compared to, to the one that you need for the big companies when you're going for billboards, when you're going for, 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 for TV and radio. So this is a level field that has been leveled somehow. And we need to take advantage of small companies. So you reach out through online marketing, right? You reach out through relationships that you have created with your clients. This is one of the most key that people don't do. In sales, for you to continue to operate and to be successful, you need positive relationships with clients. And those clients, they are the ones that you even tell you, look, today I'm not hiring a vehicle, but uh, talk to me after a week, talk to me after two weeks. This is how we survive. After two weeks, you are in touch with them and they'll tell you now we're hiring. So you need positive relationship. These people will refer you to people that are hiring as well because they know this is the same profile. They said this person, they, they suit the same profile. So in most cases, they are in, within the same networks. So they will refer you to the next person. And this is what happens. So the biggest thing that we can do is not to, to fold our heads, but to take action. The other thing that worries me is that you ask maybe about 10, uh, 10 uh, 20, you really want to be. And most of them are telling you, I'm aiming to be a millionaire at some point. And you ask them, how do you spend your day, your 24 hours? They'll tell you, I sleep for nine hours. They're on the, they'll tell you they're watching TV for six, seven hours. They'll tell you they're on the phone for three, four hours. To tell you they are visiting zero effort towards that wow. dream. How do you expect to achieve it? If all you are doing is uh, contrary to what you want to achieve, how then do you get there? You want to go to Blawayo and you are not even focusing on, on even walking to Blawayo. What you are doing is that sleeping. How do you get to Blawayo? So these are the issues that we really need to, to internal as a person to say to myself, okay, this is my, because this is my, my, my dream. And then you focus on them. What, because what you focus on, Tendai, is what grows. What you ignore, it dies. So our people are ignoring the dreams that they have and they expect them to just walk into that dream. It doesn't work like that. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of sacrifice. It's waking up every day in the morning, five o'clock. Tell yourself, you, you, you wake up five o'clock, you run. Because physically you need to be okay. After that, you have, feed the, you have fed the physical, you then feed your mental man. How are you doing it? Are you going to read a book for 30 minutes, an hour before you get, if you go into your shower? You need to come up with such, such, because when you do that, it gives you ideas. It keeps you going and it motivates you. But when we sleep, when we follow all those social um, <clears throat> scandals that are happening, and we're after that, nothing is happening in our life. And then we want to blame someone else. We are not taking responsibility of our lives. We need to do that. We need to take responsibility of your life and say, I'm going to focus on what, on the dream, right? After that, then <clears throat> you can then, after focusing on your dream, then your dream will grow. 
because if you don't, if you ignore it, it will die. It will die down. If you ignore your child, then you don't feed him. What will happen? That child will die. But if you feed them, nature him, that child will, will excel. And this is business. This is uh, the opportunities that are before us that we ignore. They will die. Someone will take advantage of them. We are within the confines of, um, of, of lockdown. Let's market online. Let's reach out to our clients because these guys with their phone numbers, they're our clients. Let's call them. Let's talk to them. Talk to your client. You're talking to your lover. Mm, 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 mm. That's how you understand that person. Mm. Don't talk to him as if you, 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 you are bothered. So talk to him like you're talking to the person that you love. And when you do that, they will tell you more. They'll be very open to you. And it will grow your business. And once your people, once you share that with the people that you work with, you will see that your business will definitely grow. Thank you, Tanesh. Very profound, Mr. Masere. Everyone wants an can intimate I, relationship. Can I interject a bit? Of course. I, I, I liked exactly what, uh, what you said. I've got a colleague of mine during the first uh, lockdown. Mm. He went online and rigorously marketed himself like a blue chip company. And when they eased it out, they invited him uh, at Cresta for, for a meeting. And here's a guy who relies on the combis to move from point A to point B. And he agreed, he says, yes, I'm coming, but can I also bring in a partner? He won't say anything else, but I just want to bring in my partner. He says, fair and fine, bring him on board. So he calls his friend, he says, I want you to wear your best suit. We are going out for lunch. And then he goes to one of these uh, rental companies. He says, I want the best car for the day. They do the transaction, he's given the best car to hire for the day. And the moment they drove out of that car hire, he took out a, a sticker and he placed it on his vehicle. And it was written, uh, you, you know how MNJ have branded their cars, but at the, at the back it was written 45. So they drove, they went to Cresta, they did the meeting, they are immaculately dressed. And as courtesy has it that they take the, 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 the guest out and he was driven, he was taken back to his car. And he was in this amazing vehicle and the partners are looking and they're seeing it's written 45. Vis-a-vis -vis what they're seeing online and what they're now seeing there, they simply said, no, 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 we'll see the deal tomorrow. Fair and fine, tomorrow we'll come back again. He goes back to the vendor car. He changes the car. He says, can I have a different car together? And he then places another one, 16, and they drive back again and they ask, you, 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 you know, they arrive and they're there and they're seeing him arrive and they're getting excited. So what these two gentlemen are talking about as far as opportunities are concerned is there is no room for excuses. If the door is closed, open the door. If there is no create a door, if it is what people are going to see for them to visualize your dream and your plan, come on, go ahead and do it. The problem in Africa is one. We are so, so slow. And I'm happy the gentlemen were talking about digitalization, online and everything else. These things, they did not start last year. Neither did they start two, three years ago. They were there all along. It had to go, it had to, we had to wait for a crisis called COVID for us to be able to embrace it. Do you know that you can run a company without brick and mortar? Mm -hmm. You can run a company without a physical presence. Yes, a physical presence is an added advantage, but you can still run it. And that company can be in the comfort of your phone. 
you can register it and it can still be in the comfort of your phone and it can still make super profits. We have been too slow to embrace digitalization. And unfortunately, the longer we take and the longer we snooze, we are going to be caught napping. Thank you, Tendai. Thank you, Dr. Batsika. A quite interesting anecdote there. Um, as we wrap up our own questions so that we can move quickly to the audience questions, I've got one last question for each of you gentlemen. I will start with you, Mr. Nyazungu. I know from experience that you are passionate about sales. You are trained as an accountant, but I think you see yourself more as a salesman. Um, selling has changed now in the lockdown and COVID scenario. Um, the tactics we used before aren't the tactics that we still use now. In what direction are we moving in terms of selling and sales tactics? Uh, thank you, Tendai. Uh, thank you for that question. Thank you, Mr. Maseri. Thank you, Doc, for those encouraging words. I was also learning. Yes, uh, I'm actually a salesperson. I believe that everyone is supposed to know this skill of selling. It's not about having a, a sales title on your business card, being a marketing manager, a sales and marketing manager, but you just really need this, this, this skill of actually persuading negotiating you need to know how to negotiate a deal to 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 pitch your idea even to your partner beat your girlfriend beat your boyfriend i like what mr Maser actually said he said you need to have that online presence you need to use those new marketing skills marketing tools which are available dr masika said these tools were there until I think they are more than 10 years. These tools were there. But our problem now was as you are selling, as you are marketing your products or online, just to know that you are competing with Zumbani, which is trending. You are competing with new songs. You are competing with those funny socialites to get attention. Because what I believe in is Marketing is all about getting attention. But most people, they are shy. They don't want to, if they post their articles on Facebook, they feel that there was no view, no one liked, no one commented on my, 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 my article. Just keep on doing that. I think actually even my target to sell my brand in that one of MNJ, I want to post 10 times a day on my Facebook page. And I'm getting a response on my page. I'm getting clients for free. Many people, they believe when you talk of sales and marketing, you have to use your money. Marketing and sales is, is, marketing is, is free. Selling is also free. Many people have got access to YouTube. There are plenty, millions and millions of videos for sales and marketing. There are free books which are there to know sales. So I also want to tell people they should stop selling and start helping. If you see yourself as when you sell to someone, you have won, you haven't done anything. After selling to someone, you must feel that you have helped someone. You need that empathy. 
So I want to say to everyone, learn the skill of selling. Just imagine, you can't be a president without selling your ideas to, 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 to electronics. You can't be a CEO running the best car rental over 40, 50 employees without selling your ideas to your employees. You can't be, you, can't, you cannot sell the idea of Megafest to the war of Lawayo, war of Zimbabwe, now the region, without knowing that fundamental skill of selling. So I believe that sales is the one which actually runs the world. Thank you, Tendai. Thank you, Mr. Nyazongo. And I'm going to come back to you, Mr. Masere. You mentioned how talk, we need to talk to our customers as if they are our lovers. I found that very interesting because everyone wants an intimate relationship with their customers, but no one talks to them like they are their lover, which is an automatic disconnect. So um, my question for you is to do with customers. I know you've got a strong marketing background. Um, this pandemic, has it changed how we deal with customers? Has it informed our opinion of customers? Has it revealed a different value that we should put on customers? What have we learned about our customers from this pandemic? Uh, yeah, I, um, I, really, that's, I really believe that um, our clients, those are, uh, we talk to them like we, the same way you talk to the people that you love. And um, in terms of what the pandemic, the impact of it in terms of how we see our clients, our customers, is it has magnified their importance in our businesses. Because like I said when it started that, you find that demand was affected because of disposable income, because of reduced production, because of all those issues. Demand was affected, which means when the fund demand is affected is clients that are reduced so how we see our clients is to there should be a mindset shift like um uh, the good doctor alluded to earlier we need to change the way we see these people these are the this this is the reason for existence of our business right the the old adage says uh, the customer is the king and it's just a magnificent, we have to really amplify that, that, um, that, that, that fact in our um, offices. Because you have the product right now. No one is coming to buy because of COVID. They don't have access. I'll take example of my organization. If a day passes and a vehicle is parked in front of my, my, my display yard, it's not hired. That's business lost. That's a day that can never be um, recorded. We can never live that day again. So that time is lost. So to me, when a client walks in, we have to make sure that person, we do everything possible for that person to hire from us. This is how important customers are to us. These people, they've got issues. We need to understand what is your problem. You're here to hire a car, but what is your problem? No, my problem is I have a car, but where I'm going, I need a four by four. Okay, these are the choices of four by four. How many people are you going with? I'm going with three and we have some luggage. We don't, we know it's going to rain. So we want something that's covered. What do you have? 
we start to understand these people. We start to understand our clients like that. And then we are then able to then solve their problems. Because if we just say, okay, I'm selling Maputi, I'm going to throw that out into the public and that's it. Rarely will you get good numbers from that. But if we start to understand why do people eat Maputi? At what point um, do they eat Maputi? You'll be able to then tailor make your product to their need. The first and most important thing that I should have uh, told you is we need to know the reason why our clients are our clients. We need to know the reason why the customer is your customer. If you know the reason, why are they my customer? Then you'll be able to tailor make everything else to suit them. You walk into a shop, a clothing shop, and the person who's there will say, wow, look at your shirt set. I am so impressed. Where did you get this one? Oh, it looks like it's uh, 12 stitches, eight stitches. This is a good shirt. You feel good, right? When you start to feel good about yourself, then they say, listen, I've got a special shirt that I think you should, who suits you. He takes you to a certain corner and he starts to show you the expensive ones. And then you are like, um, no. Now, as, as a salesperson, you need to understand the real objection behind that. And then they can then close that sale. You see, in closing sales, you're bringing two people together, right? Close, when you, the word close means coming together, right? Bringing two people. This is the, your need. This is your want. This is your problem. And this is what I'm offering. So we are bringing the two together. And the person who's responsible for that is the person who's doing the sales, the marketing. So he, as a salesperson, you now need to find a way of then bringing that person you love so much together with you. This is what the sales or the customer is to us, especially the best. We have realized that the customer is the most important being, is the reason for existence. I can leave this at the best to still survive as long as they are customers. But if the customers stop coming, I may be alive, but the best current may not be alive. It may die down. So the customer is the most or you know, the key person for us. And this is what businesses should focus on. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Masere. Now, Dr. Masika, just finally, the last question from me. Um, I want to talk about leadership. Um, via the Megafest Awards, you've had the chance to analyze and assess a multitude of leaders. I'm curious to know what it is that it takes to be a good leader and what type of leadership is needed in the COVID scenario we find ourselves in? All right. Uh, from, from, from my knowledge and my experience uh, with leaders within Zimbabwe and outside, you will realize that what a good leader is, is a person that knows how to be humble. A, a, a leader is a person that is able to set up a very good team, a team of people that think much sharper than him. If you are going to be a leader that is more knowledgeable than everyone else within your team, you are not a leader. But a leader is one that knows how to bring in the strategic people that, so that they can then surround him. And when they surround him, he then borrows ideas from these guys. And then he uses them as if they are his. 
And when he does that, collectively, they know that, no, 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 boss is using my idea. Somebody else is saying, boss is using my idea. It gives them motivation that they feel like, well, I'm being appreciated here. But ultimately, the glory and the ego goes to the top guy, who then becomes known as the leader. But if the leader knows everything else, then why then do you need to hire people? Why then do you need HR? Why then do you need marketing? Why then do you need accounting? If you can do everything as an individual. So a good leader knows that, no, 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 no. I need to have the right ammunition within my team. People that can fire from all cylinders. But I become the mouthpiece of this team. When you become the mouthpiece of the team, ultimately you then become a leader. So you realize that great leaders, they do not want the glory. They will always simply say, I am getting this award, but I've got a team that is making me because they know where they draw their strength from. But the, the fly-by-night leaders are the ones that simply say, no, no, I managed to do this thing on my own and everything else. No, it is a red flag that this person is not a leader. So leaders are the ones that have got the best team firing from all cylinders. They only become the mouthpiece. Their job is simply to direct them and simply say, no, do it this way and everything else. Take, for example, a person that drives a car from best car rental and he says, I'm a good driver. Is he really telling the truth? Chances are, no. Was the car serviced? Does it have good tires? Is it the right make and the right, uh, the right car for the right terrain and everything else? If the answer is yes, then that person is not a good driver. He has been made a good driver because of the resources surrounding him. So he needs to agree that, no, 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 I drove very well because the car that I was driving was a good car. So every leader needs to understand that it's not about them. It's about the bottom line, the people that have given them the opportunity to be at the forefront on their behalf. That is what good leadership is all about. Thank you, Dr. Matsika. Very profound. Now, I'd like to transition to address some of the questions from our audience today. Again, thank you very much to the audience for all your contributions. If you are joining us via Zoom, then you can go to our Q&A section where you can leave your questions. If you are joining us via Facebook, remember to like and share so everyone can benefit. You can leave your questions in the comment section and we will try and attend to as many of those as possible. Mr. Nyazongu, you've got a question from Victor Changa. He's asking a very specific question about a specific industry. I'm in, con I'm in the construction industry and as you know, we are not on the list for essentials. How can we go through this? Uh, okay, thank you very much. I think the government actually said uh, they listed the, 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 the industries which are in the essential yeah. service category. What I believe in for, for him, what he's supposed to do, is supposed to go to the Minister of Industry and Commerce. Uh, because sometimes you need to make yourself essential. So if, if, if you're just quiet in your house without telling anyone, without applying, no one will hear your cry. So I believe you can go to Minister of Industry and Commerce, apply why he wants actually to trade during this, this period, number one. Number two, even if he is not out there physically at, the, uh, at work, he can also even trade online like what Mr. Macero was saying. Is the right time for, for him to market his organization? Is the right time for him to push 
his company and his brand and get more clients. But he can try to visit Minister of Industry and Commerce. I think one of our guys is actually taking his name and we are also ready maybe to also assist and plead with the ministry for him to be regarded as an essential service. Thank you. All right, thank you very much, Mr. Nyazongo. Um, we also have a question coming from Makanaka Msipa, and she's directed this question specifically to you, Doc. She says, hello, Dr. Tafadzwa. My name is Makanaka Msipa, and I'm a virtual assistant. And I also train people to become virtual assistants through the GoFormal Innolutions Virtual Assistance Program. How can we connect with business owners and executives so that we can remotely assist them in both tech and secretarial services using our skills so that they can match with the expectations of this new normal. So she's basically asking, I've got a service that I offer, how do I connect with the right clients? I'm, I'm quite excited and maybe she, she directed this question to me. Our tagline at, uh, at Megafest is connecting you with great business minds. And at Amplified, we simply say, where smart minds meet. And I'm quite excited that she is a smart mind that needs to be connected with the great business minds. Uh, I think outside this fora, if she can then up me or send me an, uh, an email, uh, I would very much gladly want to, to use her. Remember, in, in, in business, you can use your own talent and make money, or you can use other people's talent and make money. And, and I'm quite excited that stretching out their hand as the other talent and uh, the cross-pollination in terms of ideas would be very much useful. So, Makanaka, Sipa, wherever you are, please make sure you get in touch with me and then we can take this uh, development further. Excellent. I love that. We are connecting people, connecting minds, finding solutions right here live. Um, now, Mr. Masere, we also have another very specific question from Owen Mawango. He asks, how can we cope with the new normal if we are in the stationary industry? As you know, most schools are not operating and are using online learning. Um, thank you very much, um, Owen, for that question. Um, what I've realized is that uh, sometimes when that part of the, that section of business is not really pushing well, you can uh, synergize and uh, sort of divert to the ones that is very functional. I say this because I've got a friend who's into, into um, he's so much into, into, into stationary, but of late has been focusing on uh, safety and PPE and moving those products and he has been doing very well, actually better than what he has been doing, what he was doing before the COVID era. So you really need to be creative and look at uh, what goes with the same line, what I'm doing, that's number one. Number two, also you have to understand that there are companies that are open. Yes, mostly you were pushing to schools and of late schools were doing, on, uh, doing online, but there are companies that are open you need to then start going after those companies. You need to come to, for example, you are here at the best and you say, look, I've got this kind of stationery. We are very open to support, especially the, the budding industry or the budding companies because we were once one of them. So 
you go to companies, you present your offer at a very good, uh, you do a very good pitch and present your offer. And I can assure you, you actually get more uh, sales than the ones that you are getting from schools. What you don't want is to wait for the schools, number one. What you don't want is also to sit at home. You don't want that. Go out there, go to, to offices. They're still printing. They're still doing that. And also start to think along diversity or addition to what you are doing. Because I have a very, um, a case study of that. That person has been doing very well that I alluded to earlier and said, before he was strictly um, stationary, but now he's also doing safety. The other time was supplying, I think, safety shoes of, for more than 20 or so million, which are good price, which is a good venture. So the, I, 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 I would think that's the way you approach this issue. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Masere. We've got uh, a question from your namesake, actually, Simba Masere. This question is directed to you, Mr. Nyazungu. He says, question to Mr. Nyazungu. At what point, and I believe he's taking this one from a comment you made earlier, at what point would you leave your business to render it a going concern without any direct contribution? So at what point do you know that I'm now an entrepreneur, my business qualifies as a going concern? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, I think uh, that is a good question. Uh, you, you can now qualify as an entrepreneur, like uh, if you've created a proper business system, like, for example, take for example, if your sales and marketing, if people are still calling you and you've got all the answers in terms of sales and marketing, it means there's no way you're going to leave your business and go for a holiday for a month without actually uh, talking to your company or talking to your customers. But I'm saying, if you've uh, actually have, you now have a sales manager who is handling your sales, he now knows or even know better than you how to solve the sales and marketing questions, it means now in that area, you are covered. You move on to another department. You've got an accounting department. If that accounts department can now do all the day-to-day -day running of the company decisions without involving you, it means you are now an entrepreneur. Also, most of the small to medium enterprises, even in formal sector, there's a big problem of failing to separate the owner of the business and the business. Because we are saying the major shareholders of the business or the shareholder is, is, is supposed just to earn a salary just like any other employee. Then the business is supposed to operate on its own with its own finances then that entrepreneur now is supposed to just recoup the dividends, maybe after six months, after 12 months. Not that, but I've noticed that most of the business, the same business, the bank card, which is being used in the bar, is the same which is being used to purchase uh, business stationery. If you are still at that stage, don't even call yourself a self-employed or an entrepreneur. Because you are just still someone who is trying to do what you call my jet. Thank you.
Thank you very much, Mr. Nyasungu. Um, the next question comes from Lionel Makunde. I'm going to address this to you, Mr. Masere. Um, how are your businesses adapting to ensuring that the workplaces are COVID safe? Are there any track or trace systems in place to monitor COVID in the workplace? Yes, definitely. Um, the, I think the most important uh, thing that comes up is uh, employee safety. So for us, yes, it's key. Um, I'll give you an example. If you arrive at our organization right now, before you even enter the gate, um, they will spray your vehicles, the outside, to make sure that if there are any traces of the COVID on your vehicle, instantly they are no longer. And as you drive in, you, you get in and then you pack your vehicles. You have people that will assist you with all the, uh, your, your sanitizers. We make sure that you have a mask. If you don't have, we'll give you one. We, we make sure that there's a good distance between you and the people that you're going to engage with. That's number one. Also, for our employees, we, we test them on a weekly basis. We, we use those, um, the antigen test. So we test them on a weekly basis to make sure that everyone is safe. So every Monday when people come in, we test them. Then we insist on, um, on, on masks every day. As long as you are in an office where there are two people, I don't have a mask because I'm in my office and there's a very good space in this office. So they, that's why I don't have a mask. But we insist on that, on, on masking up everyone at the office. Uh, we also insist on making sure that there are certain routines that they follow. Number one, our employees don't, we make sure they don't use public transport. Our employees, they are taken home by our drivers. And then in the morning, they are picked up by the drivers and then they come. And the same driver will go with the car and then bring the car pick up. And then we have a sort of um, a bubble for, for, for our employees and everyone else who's coming in, we subject them to the uh, COVID regulations, uh, guidelines that were prescribed by the government where we even go ahead and we spray the cars, like I was saying, we have the met where they, they step on if they want to come in. Um, that is uh, sanitized, we have sanitizers everywhere. And we, we insist on this. And so far, I'm glad to say that we have not encountered any issue because our people have also conscientized them to say, keep safe. Um, this is a life and death thing. So they are also very safe on that. Um, thank you. Those are some of the guidelines that we are using to protect our people. It's good to see, Mr. Masere, that we're all uh, putting in systems in place to safeguard ourselves and the people around us from this deadly virus. Now, just uh, as we wind up, um, I'm going to finish with you, Dr. Matsika. Um, I've got uh, a comment here again from Makanaka, who's thank you for the opportunity you've afforded her and provided me with her contact number. I will forward that to you. And then a question um, from Takudzwa Nashe. And he asks, what sort of marketing and sales do we need as a country? Now, you are the marketing guru, so I'll put it to you. Well, that one is quite simple. When we brand Zimbabwe, let's say from a, mini, from, from a point of Minister of Tourism and Hospitality and so forth, mm 
when they are saying brand Zimbabwe, what I'm trying to say is we the Zimbabweans first are the ones that are supposed to make the clarion call and speak positively about Zimbabwe. Anything negative that has been said about Zimbabwe out there came from people that are here. And we did not know that we were sowing seeds and poison that was going to come and affect us tomorrow. If you cannot get a visa directly to go to the UK or to the States and everything else, we have no one else to blame but ourselves because our brothers that went ahead of us in the guise of Islam or whatever, they negatively portrayed Zimbabwe as a hostile and unlivable place. So when we start speaking positively about anything that comes out of Zimbabwe, then we are all right. Uh, the two gentlemen were talking about Zimbani. And uh, from my small research that I did, I realized that Zimbani grows very well in sub-Saharan Africa and most of it in Zimbabwe. And if we were going to package it and sell it to the UKs and everything else and write proudly Zimbabwe, how do you think that would be like? Most of the things that we, do, we, we have are either proudly made in China, proudly made in Turkey and everything else. Isusu Pachedu, we are even shunning saying this is proudly made in Zimbabwe. I've heard of people saying buy Zimbabwe, buy Zimbabwe. And many of us would rather buy foreign products than our local products. We'd rather support a foreign business than to support a local business. And that alone is demarketing Zimbabwe. So the best way of marketing Zimbabwe is you and me speaking positively about Zimbabwe and doing the right things about for Zimbabwe when we are out there. Many of our brothers and sisters are, taught, are in total mess because when they get out there, they do know that they are tarnishing the name and the brand Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe is bigger than an individual. So when you go and mess out there, they'll simply say, this is Zimbabweans. And anyone else who wants to come and work for a foreign or, or company out there, they simply say, oh, you Zimbabweans, because of one bad apple. So the best way of marketing Zimbabwe is to, number one, embrace it and love it. I, I love the new terminology. I was a student today. Let's treat Zimbabwe like our lover. Speak to it like our lover. And it will take care of it. And it will take care of us like our lover. That is the best way of branding and marketing Zimbabwe. And you defend it out there as if you were defending your mother's breast. Remember when we were growing up, and you defend it. That is how Zimbabwe has to be defended out there. Yes, get it away, you do here, here, here. But when we are speaking with the outside world, we defend it to the T. That is branding that we need, that we should be able to leave an inheritance and a legacy for our children tomorrow so that everyone else is busy hunting for Zimbabweans. Number one, because they work hard. Number two, because they are honest. Number three, because they are educated. We need to defend that, Tendai. Uh, and when we do that, that's the best form of marketing. Believe in yourself. Believe in the product called Zimbabwe, and you are the product as well. Be the best thing out there that Zimbabwe can then be proud of you. Excellent. Thank you, Doc. And with your indulgence, I'd like to just deal with a few more questions from our panel, from our audience quickly. Mr. Nyazungo, I'll direct this to you. It seems to be more in your area of expertise. We have a question from Gurav Rawat. I hope I've pronounced that correctly. It says, hi, we are in Singapore. We are a Singapore registered company operating through various offices globally. 
primarily engaged in multiple verticals, i.e. trading, shipping, maritime, mining equipments, investment consulting, to name a few. We have been shipping and supplying to a few gold mines in Zimbabwe. We would like to expand our customer base to provide best equipment at fair price. Kindly suggest which association or digital platform can be availed by us to reach out to real buyers in Zimbabwe. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Tendai, for, for that question. Uh, you see, we, we are now actually, we have been speaking to the world whilst we are just doing our, our webinar. So the world is actually, this is, the only, this is also a way of marketing, like what the good doctor was saying. So I, I believe uh, what they can do is they have also maybe to actually uh, put the, what, whatever they are offering right now in their references. If they start to put that on Facebook, on Google Ads, if you search, maybe those people want equipment in Zimbabwe, mining equipment, if you Google, you put your ads which are directed to Zimbabwe, directed to Southern Africa, definitely that company will actually pop out. So I believe uh, even on Facebook, most of the people, uh, even all these doctors, professors, the influencers, the captains of the industries are also on those platforms. And another platform which is actually usable is LinkedIn. They can start even communicating with the CEOs of uh, those mining companies directly okay. on LinkedIn, like what they just did right now. And also maybe, we are also going maybe to take their contacts and engage them on one-on-one -on -one basis, whereby we can also help them to market their products in Zimbabwe. Thank you. And also explore other opportunities which are in, in, in those countries uh, like Singapore. Thank you very much, Mr. Nyazungu. Now, just finally, there is a comment here from one Mutomba who says, I'm in the education industry and I want a mentor to grow my business. Can I get your details? Now, what I'll do is I'll let that lead us into our closing. Just as we wind up, gentlemen, I'll give you each an opportunity for your final remarks. And also, if you'd like to leave any contact details on which our audience or anyone watching this later can reach out to you or your businesses, feel free to do so. I'll start with you, Mr. Masere, your closing remarks. All right. Uh, thank you very much, gentlemen. I think this has been a good um, and not only for the, four us, for the four of us, but for everyone who has had a chance to listen. Um, my closing remarks will basically be um, we have to to, to change our mindset. Like we, this is what we labored on through all this. We have to change our mindset from a complaining mindset to a mindset where we take responsibility and we start doing things. If Babuepa next to is a solar and you start complaining throughout the year, take the responsibility and put solar also so that your children can enjoy that. It, if the moment you take a risk, you assume and accept responsibility. We have already opened gaps for you to opportunities because the opportunity will not come if we are complaining. Complaining about uh, our situation, complaining about the company, the, the, the company that you are working with, about the country that you are living in, complaining about everything will not bring anything positive to you. But people who are positive around it with and start looking for a solution. That is the first tick for an entrepreneur. And um, once 
we are able to do that, there are people who are out there who are very much willing to assist you. I have said to other entrepreneurs, for me, I'm an entrepreneur. It's like I'm in a dark house, dark room. And me being an entrepreneur, it's a light. It's a lighted candle that's uh, shining in that room. If Mr. Nyan will come in, what happens? Okay, we seem to be having that room entrepreneurs mm -hmm. each other. We don't put it there, and the light in the room is far much that I'm trying to, to, to explain. So, for entrepreneurs, we are very open to assist, open. Okay, we seem to be having connectivity issues with Mr. Masere there. Um, I'll come across to you, Doctor. Uh, your closing remarks. I'll ask you to unmute yourself, Doctor. Oh, sorry. Thank you, thank you so much, and I, and I really appreciate the time that we, we have had here. Uh, you know, a tree will not bend for anyone. If you want to climb the tree, the tree is there. Let's climb it. Uh, 2021 is going to be a year full of opportunities. It is from what angle are you looking at the things? If you're going to be looking at it from a complaining perspective, we'll cry until the cows come back home. But if we're going to be looking at it from an element of opportunities, this is the time to transition to another era. If selling cakes was doing well for you and it's no longer doing well for you, try something else. You are not rigid. Be as flexible as possible. Some things we need to let go. It's now an end of an era and the starting of a new era. New companies have been buried. Others have been buried. That is part and parcel of life. But above everything else, as Africans, as business people, as the global community, let us learn to support one another. Let us learn to rise by sitting on the shoulders of giants and when we do so, we have to celebrate together. I'm hoping and praying that many of you will see the end of year when we do the celebrations again, for those that would have meritoriously done very well. Uh, keep well, keep safe, and hope no one is going to be affected or infected by this demon called COVID. God bless. Thank you, doctor. And finally, Mr. Nyazungu, your closing remarks. Uh, thank you, Tendai. Thank you, Doc. Thank you, Mr. Masere, uh, for such an opportunity. I've actually learned a lot also. And what I just want to say to all the entrepreneurs out there, COVID is real. COVID is affecting lives. We have lost a, a lot of uh, uh, our loved ones because of it. So let us protect ourselves. We should actually follow the government regulations. We should stay safe. We should social distance. But and on the business side, let us think of uh, dominating, not of competing. Let us dominate our sectors. If we start to think about domination, because competing, it was said, is healthy, but I believe that it's actually healthy for customers, not healthy for a business person. Because just imagine if you're the one, the best was the only car rental. 
uh, he, was, he was going to make a killing. He was supposed to be a billionaire by now. So I believe that uh, as entrepreneurs, we should start to think of, of dominating. Like everyone has said it uh, thoroughly, we should not be complaining. Let us stop complaining. We should take all the opportunities as they are coming. Feel free to engage us if you think that maybe you, you are not identifying the opportunities, you don't have capital, you are hearing this idea of actually starting a business without any capital, feel free to engage one of the panelists and they can help you in establishing your business. I really thank everyone who came today. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Nyazungu. And to the point of uh, contacting the panelists, I think what we can do, because I see a lot of people are looking for the contact details, a lot of people are looking for mentorship. You can go to our Facebook page, that's MNJ Consultants, and we will have something up there where that will allow you to get in touch with all of our panelists via that. Okay, so it leaves me to thank you three gentlemen. What an honor it has been to have this discussion with you. Thank you for the nuggets of gold. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your vision and direction. I would also like to thank Mr. Tamuka Chinjende, who was essential in the technical setup, as well as Taku Magaviri, who helped in the preparation of this session. So in closing, it's come out that now is not the time to retreat. We should be advancing as businesses. It's a mental element that needs to change most. Start with marketing, that's where the money goes, because what you want really at this point is attention. Take advantage of the social capital that you have, and remember to treat your lovers, your customers as your lovers. So on that note, thank you very much for joining us. Um, M&J Business TV on YouTube, if you want to watch this on demand, have a good day.